What up? Welcome back to Sella Sella Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd, joined, as always, by Glenn Enos, Junior, and Matt Souza. How's everybody doing today? How's it? How's it what? Hanging? Hangs to the left. Okay, cool. Uh, All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, how's everybody doing? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm very good. Yeah, what's good about it? What's good is that we are recording another episode of the Stella Seller Fantasy Football Podcast. I feel like and, I've heard you say that before. Yeah. Um, maybe deja vu? Deja vu. And we're talking about my favorite position, running back. Doggy style. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. Sorry. It's all right. All right. All right. Next time. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let's, let's repeat that. In my favorite position, running back. Doggy style. Hey! <laughs> Alright, now that we got that out of the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I don't like? Because we said we're having a good day. I'm actually not having a good day. You're not having a good because day. Because the more that I think about it, the more I'm kind of convinced that maybe the Cowboys and Ezekiel Elliott won't come to a deal by the time the season starts. Well, you know what that's called? That's called a segue. Because what we're going to talk about first is uh, the holdouts in, in the world of running backs in the NFL. That's right. Most notably, uh, one Melvin Gordon and Ezekiel Elliott. So, Glenn, continue on your uh, Zeke take, please. I have a Zeke take? Let's hear it. Oh, no, I'm, I'm saying I have a Zeke take? Are you asking me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're Opinions. the Cowboys guy, so. My Cowboys. Um, Yes. Zeke Elliott holding out. Obviously, I love Zeke. I'm one of Zeke's biggest fans. Hmm. I can kind of see both sides of the story here because I'm also a Cowboys fan. Zeke feels like he needs to get paid. Zeke deserves to get paid. Um, Todd Gurley money. He's one of the best running backs in the league. Arguably the best. Um, leading the league in rushing two out of three years he's been in the league. Obviously the one year he didn't lead the league in rushing, he was suspended for six games. Uh, due to a name that we will not mention on this podcast, he goes by the commissioner. And I'd like to add, although he didn't lead that year in rushing, in the, since he's been in the NFL, he's averaged the most rushing yards on a per-game basis. Which is, let me look that up real quick, pretty good. That's pretty freaking good. That's all right. You know, I'd say that's, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, but on the Cowboys side of but. it, you still have a year left with Zeke. You still have to pay Dak. You still have to pay Cooper. But the thing is, Zeke is your most valuable player. So I understand that they're going to, you know, I don't think Zeke's the kind of guy who will wait till the season to not come back and just, you know, play his year out. Then once these other guys get paid, then you pay Zeke. I feel like his relationship with the team is too good for that. And plus, if you're the Cowboys, Zeke's off-field issues have kind of been, you know, an alarming not like slapping the face, but he's representing America's team. What the fuck, Mom? Oh, come on. No, I'm, I'm sorry. <clears throat> uh, my phone's supposed to be on Do Not Disturb. As is ours. Uh, well, let me tell you, it's not. I know. Clearly. Do we have God. to restart? No, we don't. So unprofessional, man. Um, so I get what the Cowboys, you know, aren't reaching out to pay him right now. Um, obviously his off-field issues have been a problem, but on the field he's been nothing short of a beast. What Jerry Jones said, though, how you don't need a league-leading rusher to win the Super Bowl, it hmm. is true, but it's not true for the Dallas Cowboys. 
They're going to need Zeke Elliott if they want to even come close to contending for a Super Bowl. Because if they don't have him, who do they have? Um, Darren McFadden? Still? No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I, I, I got you. They got, oh wow. Kristen Michael? Tony? Tony Pollard? Pollard? Does that ring a bell, Glenn? Um, no, because does, if your name ain't Zeke, I don't give a fuck Does about Mike him. Weber ring a bell? No. Nope. Does Darius Jackson? How about Jameez Alawale? Oh, yeah. Alawale's good. Oh, yeah. Well, he's, he's number five back. on this list. Oh, yeah, Jameez? he's a fullback. Um, name my kid that. They got nobody. Jameez, Quick thing, though. Jameez on... Boyd? Jameez? Jameez. Get, your, get on Jameez. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> You gotta be quick on the draw. Well, dude. I had to unlock my phone. You gotta leave it unlocked. You gotta keep it unlocked. Well, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> it's in the setting somewhere. Yeah, Whatever. Um, oh yeah, back to Jerry Jones' comments. Um, one thing I want to say is this has happened before in, in Cowboys history. Uh, Emmett Smith, obviously one of the greatest running backs of all time, um, he held out one year. Yeah, and he did. And are you enjoying that cookie dough? Yeah, I am. Oh. What? 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 I'm not talking. Can I just eat like a fat fucking in peace? God damn it. Gotta let the people hear. Hey, Mason. Hey, everyone. Mason's a fat fuck. Thanks. Thanks, dude. Well, I didn't say that. I was just asking you why you had to eat. Yeah, I'm eating cookie dough. Why can't I? Why can't I not eat during the podcast? All right. I'm scared. Emma Smith has held out before. Um, Cowboys were coming off the Super Bowl. He held out. Cowboys didn't want to pay him. Um, first two games, Cowboys go 0-2. Right? They say, fuck this. We need Emmitt Smith. He comes back. Not only does he play the rest of the season, he leads the league in rushing, becomes NFL MVP, and they win the Super Bowl. Oh. Wow. So it's almost like you need that to win the Super Bowl. Kind of. Okay. So, Certainly of helps. all people, I don't think Jerry Jones should be the one saying we don't need a league-leading rusher <laughs> to right. win the Super Bowl. Um, what I hope will happen is, you know, Zeke rest, take his time. I think even if he hops in, you know, last week of the preseason or even first week of the regular season, he'll still – he knows the offense. He'll still be able uh, to compete for week one. They reach an, an agreement or he just plays. I just want to see him on the field. One, for do. fantasy purposes, and two, because the Cowboys need him. Um, but, yeah, that's my part on Zeke. That's right. He, um, Him and Melvin Gordon are actually in pretty similar boats. It is not... I, I, I might have mentioned a, a somewhat of a comparison from Melvin, uh, Melvin Gordon to Le'Veon Bell, but it is not the same situation. Le'Veon Bell was not under contract. He just refused to sign the franchise tag. Uh, but Melvin Gordon and Zeke, they are under contract. Melvin Gordon's in his fifth-year option right now. Zeke's in his fourth year with the fifth-year option to come. They're under contract, which means every day, every day that they miss training camp, they're subject to up to $40,000 in fines. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, you're missing you know, your, your paycheck every week if you don't play during the season. Um, now, the difference between... Zeke and Gordon is that I think Zeke's more likely to get a strike a deal with the Cowboys than, than Gordon is. Why do you say that? Um, one, they have twice as much of a remaining salary cap as the Chargers. And two, we just talked about it, they don't have anybody else. They don't, but the Chargers, they, 
have Justin Jackson, they have Austin Eckler. They can do like a one-two punch, uh, the dual threat with them too, if they needed it. Um, but uh, the Chargers organization, they did say that they plan to have Melvin Gordon. Um, so it's going to be interesting because... Plus you, you bring in his injury history too. Right. Him not being able to hold up for a whole 16-game season, like I feel I s- like that kind of has a factor in it as well. Like I said last on last podcast, he, Melvin Gordon misses an average of three games a year. He, um, but like I, you know, like I said, he's under a contract right now, so he could be traded. But if he if he holds out the whole year, then his fifth year option is going to take it to effect next year, and he's still on the contract. Yeah. He has to play a full season first, which is actually a minimum of six games, so he could miss. You know, a big chunk of the season, come back week 11, play the rest. That constitutes as a full year, technically, by the NFL. And then he's he's out of his contract. That's probably, you know, worst-case scenario, or he gets traded to a lesser team. But For fantasy, that's fucking annoying. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's fucking annoying. Um, but and also, I think what I looked up today was the Chargers have a $10 million in remaining cap space. Um, and the Chargers themselves aren't really doing that great financially, like, in terms of being able to fill their stadium, they have like twenty-five thousand seats, and they hardly ever fill it. Um, I don't. I guess the move to Los Angeles wasn't really the best. Uh, yeah. And that's and, a no. And Melvin Gordon's asking for Todd Gurley money. Like, I don't know if they can really afford it. So maybe they'll talk. Maybe they'll come to an agreement. Maybe he'll be traded. I hope not. Or maybe he holds out. But I mean, both of them are going to incur fines every day, which mm-hmm. is a lot of freaking money. And then you talk about them missing. Week one, week two, like the NFL season pay, which is a lot. Um, it's not good for them. It's not good for the team. It's not good for us. But like I said, I think Zeke is more likely to be signed because, you know, the Cowboys have the money or more money and uh, and they need him more than I think the Chargers need Gordon. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think uh, situations like this are difficult um, because the thing about the NFL is that, like, hold, players who hold out, uh, I can never – just because of the way that the NFL is, I can never blame a player for like, you know, trying to go, go get their, go get them their money, uh, especially with how short of shelf life uh, players in the NFL have. Especially running backs. Yeah, running backs for sure. Um, so I can never hate on a guy for trying to go going and getting that money, um, but at the same time, being a someone who plays fantasy and just like you guys, I mean, like, it's obviously frustrating. Yeah. Because it's one of the best players, or best yeah, best players of their position. Yeah, um, I I feel uh, for both of them, who potentially you could have. What happened last year with Le'Veon Bell sucked. Like the fact that he just wasn't in the league just sucked. I mean, it just wasn't. I don't know. Like felt like you were missing a part, like a big part of fantasy football due to the fact that he wasn't in. Yeah. In any games. I mean... He's fun to watch. He's a great talent. That's that's the thing. Exactly. So it's... And it's not even... Yeah, it's not even just a fantasy football uh, perspective. There's some, like, regular football. Like, it's fun to watch these guys play because they're some of the best players in the league. Yeah. Um, but if we're talking about who is going to get signed first, I agree with you guys. Probably going to be Zeke. Um, more likely because I think Zeke's problems are mainly, like you said, Glenn, like off-field issues, which... As an organization, the NFL, especially in this day and age, would give me some cause for alarm. Uh, yeah. But 
I think things like that can be kind of fixed with maturity, you know, some players growing up and yeah. stuff. He's still really young. He's younger I mean, than us. Yeah. Bastard. So, I mean. It's older than me. <clears throat> By so, a few days, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I think, I think um, ultimately he'll get signed first. Melvin Gordon, uh, more of more of a cause for concern, in my opinion, um, from the team perspective, due to the fact that he's had a history of breaking down. I'm going to say, so this isn't a dig usage, but you know, because he's been on your team. Yeah, he's broken down the last few, the last few weeks of the season every year. Just in time for the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. So uh, our playoffs. So I mean, it's concerning <laughs> um, from their perspective that he wants to get paid that much money when he's on the field. He's a great talent, but um, they probably feel that he misses too much time in order to be paid that much money. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but uh. So that being said, uh, both guys who could be considered. Top ten running backs, mm. but now <clears throat> we're gonna talk top ten running backs. Hell yeah! Who wants to go first? Top ten, top ten, top two, top five. Just let's talk running backs. Let's talk running backs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you want me to talk about a running back? No, I don't want Susan to talk about oh, a running back. Okay, all right. Well, I guess I'll go fuck myself. Then. Jesus. Um, Read your fucking cookie, though. Well, I can't. you can suck my balls, <laughs> sir. Yeah, I. I believe Zeke will be fine, so I don't really, I didn't really change him in my kind of rankings. Melvin Gordon, on the other hand, more nervous about, so I, I kind of have him out of my top five. He was number five for me. I got him out of there because if you're drafting today, I'm not drafting Melvin Gordon in the first round, but I would draft Zeke in the first round um, if you're drafting today. That's my opinion. Who's your number one pick? Ezekiel Elliott. Number one running back, Zeke. Yeah. I mean, if all else being equal, I think he's the best running back in the league. Number one, all right, you said your running back. Number one running back is Zeke. You have first overall pick in any fantasy draft. Are you picking Zeke? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would love love to have him. Like, you were talking about his rushing performance, and I said, you know, he's averaged the most rushing yards on a per-game basis ever since he's been in the NFL. He's led the league every year. He's been played a full season. Um... And the biggest thing, well, last year he had, let's just go over his last year's stats, he had um, 1,400 rushing yards, plus change, and 567 receiving yards for 2,001 scrimmage yards. He had six rushing touchdowns, three receiving touchdowns, nine total touchdowns. He was, he was, he was a monster. And, uh, but before last year, he had 58 career receptions. Before last year. Last year alone, he had 77 receptions. And his target pace actually increased with the addition of Amari Cooper. So I think that's going to continue. They need, they need it to continue because you, you get him in space, it's only going to be good. He hurdles over people like, like a horse over hurdles or something. And, uh, and there's really... N- what? Am I... Huh? What? What? <laughs> what the fuck? Did you just have a stroke? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck just happened? No, okay? Are you okay? I went, went, <laughs> Shut the fuck up! I went to another dimension for a second. Oh. Did you find um, your balls? <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! That was good. Yeah. That was that was really good. Season one joke. <laughs> you were ready for that. No, but I think popped into my head. <laughs> I think the the increase in receptions are are going to continue, and really the conversation, in my opinion, is between Zeke and Barkley. And I think Zeke's on the better team, and that's why I want to go with Zeke. Yeah. Yeah. 
Let me introduce another name to that conversation. Whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you do that, because <laughs> I'm, I'm there with you, okay? I think... You know who I'm going to The three talk people about. that we're going to talk about are in my top three. All right, you said you have Zeke one. I have Zeke two. The other guy who you just mentioned, Saquon Barkley, is my number one. And here's why. Although I love Zeke, I think, like you do, he's the most talented running back in the league. However... Saquon Barkley is going to do every single thing for the New York Giants this year. I think Zeke actually, especially with this holdout now, I don't know if his usage will, might take a step back because that's the thing with Zeke. There hasn't been any other running back in the league who gets the amount of touches on a per-game basis that Zeke does. Like He at least gets 15 carries a game. Touches the ball every yeah. single game, like whether it's out of the backfield, receiving the ball, Whatever he gets touches, and that's why Zeke's such a good option. Saquon um, did the same thing last year, his rookie season, over 2,000 scrimmage yards. He mm-hmm. scores. He's an explosive play waiting to happen. Thing is now, no Odell Beckham Jr. You got Golden Tate. You still got Eli Manning. You got a young quarterback too. Um, is it Daniel Jones for his? QB? The guy, no, the guy they drafted. Yeah, just in case Eli doesn't play. Like, say if they sit Eli, bench him, or whatever. The uh, guy they drafted. Yeah, Daniel Jones. Or Daniel QB Jones. From yeah. Duke. Yeah. Duke. Sixth overall pick. Yeah. Oh, I wrote that down. So, they, we might see the Giants built for the future, but the thing is, I think if Saquon's healthy, he's going to be involved in at least 80% of that offense. Whether he's in the backfield, um, you hand it off to him, you throw it to him. He's just going to... And the thing is, like... He can catch a two-yard pass and take it to the house. That's how explosive he is and his ability. In a PPR standpoint, I think he's going to increase in receptions. I think rushing will still be there. He's going to be more experienced runner, finding the holes. And um, that's why I think I'm taking Saquon, number one, just because I think his usage and volume will be unlike anybody else in the league. It's possible. It's possible. I, I... I'm a little nervous about the loss of OBJ, considering OBJ was responsible for giving him a 57-yard touchdown pass. Take that away from the stats. You forget. They have Golden Tate. That's true. Didn't he get hurt for something? No, he's actually um, uh, appealing a suspension. Okay, four-game suspension. Four-game suspension. Sterling Sterling Shepard just broke his thumb. PEDs. No shit. Where the fuck have I been? Well, uh, not listening to our news section. (laughs) Where the fuck has Mason been? Um, no, I'm saying like we should have broke that news, I guess. But oh. yeah, and and you're right. Eli could be pulled at any moment for this new QB, um, which I think could could be a, a negative for Barkley. Um, but you asked Saquon. They talked about earlier in the season. You know how stats mean to him stuff. He says it really doesn't mean shit unless they win. He's going for wins, and if he has to touch the ball fucking 50 times, yeah. He's gonna do that and try to get the Giants a W. So I'm just curious. How do you think that the introduction of uh, was Daniel Jones? How do you think? How do you think his introduction would hurt Saquon's production? Because um, I mean, Eli, although he's Eli, not that good, but he's he's a veteran. He, he knows how to get things done. He can make plays if he needs to, or at least he can hit Barkley in emergency <coughs> situations. Just keep dumping it off, dumping it off, dumping it off. I don't know. I, see, I, just, I think I think see, for Daniel Jones, him coming into the game. He's going to be looking at Saquon as every single check down. That's what, as I'm, an that's what I might like, I feel like Eli would more likely take a risk downfield um, to guys like Evan Ingram, Golden Tate, if he's available. And then at last option, look at Saquon. Exactly. I think Daniel Jones, him being a rookie, knowing Saquon's ability, not knowing having the chemistry like these other guys, like Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, 
Yeah. Easy check. I, mean, so I think I think you saw that last year a lot with um, not that it's an apples to apples comparison, but like the 49ers when they didn't have Jimmy Garoppolo, they did check that, which is why George Kittle was so good last year. Um, he's an explosive tight end, but he was also ridiculous because he got a shit ton of receptions because half the time their shit bum quarterbacks just dump it off to him. Um, so I think that's where uh, Saquon will excel, and if anything, I think they'll run the ball like just straight up run the ball even more with Daniel Jones in because a lot of teams <clears throat> tend to do that uh, just to get their young quarterbacks a little bit of confidence and get them integrated into the into the system. I saw last year with Mayfield and Chubb. Too. Yeah, exactly. So I think I personally I think the addition of Jan, or the insertion of Daniel Jones into their offense will help uh, Saquon's production. Maybe not. Maybe not his touchdown numbers per se. Yeah, or a big play. Yeah, or big play capability. But I think his touches will definitely go up, and uh, possibly his receptions. It's, but it's gonna depend it's on. It's gonna depend. It's gonna depend on how Daniel Jones is, because it could easily be a David Johnson, Josh Rosen story, yeah. where he can't get the job done, can't move the chains, and they're off the field all the time and run the fewest plays in the NFL. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's true. I also think Saquon's more talented than David. Jones. Oh yeah, he's a monster, and he's shown that he can be great on a terrible team. So, yeah, I'm not arguing. He's he's number two for me. Yeah, he's he's great. I also think Dave Johnson's <laughs> different situation too because of uh, the issues they had with coaching last year as well. Because Cliff Kingsbury, for all intents and purposes, has says has said so far. Uh, I'm pretty sure from what everything that I've heard is that they're going to use David Johnson basically in all. Um, aspects of yeah. their offense, which which they, is good to see because we've seen how much of a beast David Johnson can be. Yeah, I feel like, like they shied away from using him as much last year for some reason, which didn't really make any sense because at the end of the day, David Johnson is still one of the best running backs in the league, and even even though he was like not that good, he still finished top ten. You know what I mean? With like the amount of what? <laughs> That's all I have to do to get your attention. I just saw you lean into the mic. I will talk about David Johnson. Right, I mean, he's right. on my list. I'll save it then. Well, save all right. So, you talk about Zeke. I talk about Saquon. I know who he's going to talk about. <laughs> Me he's too. My, he's my number three guy. Me too. Ah. Yeah. yeah do the honors. All right. So, Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, Derrick Henry. Uh, Kenyon Drake. So, this guy is someone very him. near and dear to my heart. If uh, Souza had called him potential MVP candidate at the beginning of last season, mm. uh, and... You know what? He would have been the MVP if there was an award for MVP for teams that almost made the playoffs but didn't. For white guys. Yeah, or for yeah. white guys being crazy. Because this is the craziest motherfucker in the league. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. So, last year, um, which was crazy, he just, from his rookie season to last year, had such a market improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, it was ridiculous. So, basically, in every category, he was phenomenal like and exponentially better than he was the season before so number one uh he played 97 percent of carolina snaps the whole season that's a joke that's you remember his rookie year with jonathan stewart no was it jonathan stewart yeah it was yeah. Jonathan, jonathan stewart was in there yeah, that should, and uh-huh. he used to get goal line carries yeah. oh, that was my favorite Still watching annoying. mason's blood boil um yeah he, jonathan stewart cost me so he game. finished he yeah. finished 10th among <laughs> running backs with uh 219 carries but he was first in targets and receptions and receiving yards for running backs last year. Yeah, 107 receptions. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, so the biggest thing to me, too, is uh, like the biggest improvement that he's had. Like We saw it a little bit in his rookie season where 
he could catch the ball well and he could play well in space. Um, but as far as his actual running was concerned, it left a lot to be desired, I felt, and I feel a lot of people felt, yeah. um, which is probably why they didn't use him as much. And I believe his attempts, like, his attempts, comparatively speaking, okay, yeah, so his attempts in 2017 were only 117 rushing attempts. His attempts last year went up by 100, and he had 219 attempts. Rushing. Boy. Exactly. And North, he, North Turner. And he hit almost 1,100 yards rushing last year. He increased his yards per carry from 3.7 to 5.0. Which is insane. Which is also insane. It's good. Um, and I just, and from what I've seen, he's uh, he looks like he's in, in great shape. Uh, Biggest part about that, too, um, gets a better rushing, better receiving, but most importantly, his touchdown numbers yeah. went up huge. 13 total touchdowns. Which is... So Good. much, so double, much better. Double digits is what you want. Dude. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but do you think there's room for improvement this year? Um, <sighs> actually, I think he'll probably stay at about the same where he was last year. I think he's gonna be even better because th- this is why I believe that. So, um, Carolina has already talked about in the off season decreasing his workload a little bit. So that would mean that he would have to be more efficient uh, than he was last year, uh, just due to the fact that they won't be using him as much. Um, so he might take a little bit of a hit there, uh, but then you also have to take into the uh, consideration that uh, Cam Newton still isn't going to be quarterbacking until like partway into the season, right? Because of his shoulder surgery. Um, I, I, think, I, I think thought he's he, yeah, I think he's ready to go, but he, oh. he did get shoulder shoulder surgery. Okay, so I wasn't sure about that because yeah. I had heard conflicting reports in the offseason that he was uh, he was going to play at the beginning of the season. He wasn't going to play. It's certainly a risk. Yeah. So, so he could re-injure it. I mean... Which would hurt Christian McCaffrey big time. Big I just think, uh, you know, he's he's got a really high ceiling, and um, I just think, like, he can do it all. You know what I mean? Christian so. McCaffrey is going to prove this year why he can be in every down back in the NFL. And he's going to prove, Sousa's point... That white dudes be crazy. <laughs> That's right, baby. Um, I think I think his production will stay the same, if not go down a little bit, just because of the 326 total touches. That might go down a little bit. But um, my point last year for his MVP um, candidacy for me was that North Turner was taking over as head coach, and I was saying that he loves to have one running back. Offensive and, coordinator. I'm sorry, yeah, not head coach. Offensive coordinator. He loves to have one running back. Use one running back. Riverboat Ron's the head coach. Yes, run him, yeah. run him to the he's ground. Got a, you know he has his own Pepsi commercial where they freeze the kicker? Yeah, we see it every fucking week. <laughs> I know. Multiple times. So, yeah, I think it'll be crazy. Uh, it'll be the same. I even have here in my notes um, that Cam missing time is a risk, but white dudes be crazy, so I don't see him taking time <laughs> off due to injury. I'm glad you added that in your notes. Um, oh, but real quick, if I had to rank also, I'd probably go... Like you, Glenn, I go Saquon, Zeke, Caffrey. And the thing is, that was really tough for me. Like, I've changed my top five running backs at least six times before this episode. <laughs> Just because I feel like all five have uh, insane ceilings. And I think their floor is already so high with the workload they get and their talent alone. I mean, I have Saquon one, Zeke two, Christian McCaffrey three. Just because I think, you know, he has something to prove. Um... Four and five, my fourth is Alvin Kamara, and my fifth is Todd Gurley. Damn, we have the same top five. What the hell? My fourth is Stop Alvin cheating. Kamara. 
My fifth, my fourth is Alvin Kamara. My fifth is David Johnson. Ooh. And that's because I moved Melvin Gordon out of the way. Quick on Kamara. Um, last year posed the question without Mark Ingram, how effective would Kamara be when he was when Mark Ingram was out for those um, four the first four weeks? Yeah. The answer very effective. Yeah. The <laughs> guy, the guy, effective. He's the most explosive running back in the league. Like when the ball is in his hands, shit just happens. Remember you were making the argument last year before the season started? Like it's just unsustainable. Efficiency was through the roof. Yeah. And then he was And like, then he did it oh. again. He was like <laughs> Hold my beer. I'm yeah. gonna fucking do it again. I was like, this can't be real. And the thing is, I don't see why that's gonna change this year. No, uh, Mark Ingram. So his workload might even go up. I don't know if that you know gonna alter how his efficiency is, but I I, I don't really care. Alvin Kamara is a stud. I'm gonna say he doesn't even need to be as efficient as long as he's still getting his that's what I'm even saying. more touches. I'll take I mean? I'll take volume and you know talent over crazy you know efficiency like he has in the past, just because it's more likely that it's gonna happen with more volume. But, I mean, Alvin Kamara, most elusive back in the league. Um, on an offense like New Orleans, he's going to be nothing short of special. The reason I have Todd Gurley um, at number five and not number one, um, because Todd Gurley, although last year was just insane touchdown pace. Yeah, like 24 touchdowns? Yeah, like that's, just, that's just nuts. Were you last year or the year before? Last year. Oh, okay. He was yeah. number one last year. Yeah, I'm not sure his touchdown numbers. Exactly. They were insane. That's why he was number one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the reason I have him number five, because I think they're going to lower his usage just a tad to get him more ready for the playoffs. You're, you have a team that just went to the Super Bowl, basically without Todd Gurley Big concern. In, the, in the playoffs at all. Mm-hmm. C.J. Anderson was the guy who was there. And he was good for them, too. Yeah. Which shows why Todd Gurley's kind of overrated. And a thing like the system, Jared Goff's going to get better. The wide receivers are going to get better. You won't have to rely on Todd Gurley as much. I mean, he's still going to be the workhorse back if healthy and if he plays. But I just think his workload is going to be decreased just a bit. And the insane touchdown numbers he had last year, I don't think those will duplicate. He's still going to be nasty. Don't get me wrong. Um, But I just think guys like Zeke, Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon, I think have a bit more upside than Todd Gurley this season. Also, something to take into account uh, related to your lowering in workload uh, point is that Todd Gurley does have a problem with his knee. Big so, problem. Exactly. That is a huge red flag for for draft stock and uh, like I don't know, like anybody interested in drafting Todd Gurley. I, I mean, say I say even with the knee problems, he's still gonna go first round. I mean, oh no, no doubt, he's still gonna go first round. But uh, as far as like, I just don't feel super comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Knee, right. knee issues with running backs are always kind of a very tough situation. So, know? so would you feel more comfortable drafting Melvin Gordon if he settles his contract disputes? Uh absolutely. Yeah. He's top five for me. Gurley's out of it. Out of Even though Go- uh, Melvin Gordon misses an average of three games per year? <laughs> yeah. It would be close for me. Because um, Melvin Gordon's had his share of, of knee trouble as well. Um, so, But at the same time, he's kind of had it for a while. So I feel like he can kind of cope with it a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I might I might uh, have to go Melvin Gordon instead of uh, Todd Gurley. It, it, would be, it would be a toss-up for me. I would have to, you know, look at... Other things, but we uh, where do you have David Johnson, Mason? David Johnson, he's 
right outside. I would uh, have Melvin Gordon uh, six right behind Todd Gurley, and then David Johnson have seven. We kind of gloss over Kamara pretty pretty quick. Yeah. Well, all right. Go ahead. You got something to say about Alvin Kamara? I got something to say about Alvin Kamara. Okay, go ahead. He had 883 rushing yards. Yep. 709 receiving yards. That's just about 1,600 scrimmage. And he had 18 total touchdowns. 14 rushing touchdowns, four receiving touchdowns. He finished number four. You know, he was good. But his numbers, yardage-wise, in my opinion, a little disappointing. You know, you'd think a top back like him would get – crack a thousand rushing yards right but let's also not forget he was splitting time with mark ingram <clears throat> exactly that's because return of mark ingram the second or as we like to call him season one god or barry sanders <laughs> oh, um but i prefer god but what padded Kamara's stats so much was 18 touchdowns mm. which is the one metric that is really hard to reliably count on um with a lesser rb behind him though and latavius murray not mark ingram no I think his opportunity, his touch opportunity will go up, yep. which is very good. Hopefully his touchdown efficiency will stay on track. But, you know, it's tricky. So I think it, it'll, it'll balance out. That's why I have him four as well. Um, I hope, Hopefully his yardage will go up. But his touchdowns being 18, that's, that's tough to rely on. But, you know, hopefully the yardage will, will balance him out because he is a freak. He is. He's a freak. Uh-huh. Um, and so now I'm good to talk about Todd Gurley, but Mason, you have number five too, so you want to? His five is Gurley. We're kind of talking about Gurley. You can go ahead. So my case against Gurley is that he's scary. He's scary looking. He's scary. No, I'm just I, I, wish you, I wish you just stopped there. And just, he's scary. He's scary. And All right, next running back. <laughs> no, he's, uh, Mason talked about him. It's, it's his knee. Ah, my knee. He had, a torn AC- <sighs> he had a torn ACL in the past. We all know that. And he just now dealt with knee problems. Problems so bad that the team thought it would be better to put C.J. Anderson in for most of the playoffs, including the Super Bowl. Hey, don't throw dirt at my man C.J. Anderson's name like that, Chief. I don't want to hear you job. say that again. That just shows you how much of a concern Todd Gurley's Fuck knee was. Anderson. After the season. Dylan's team name. After the season, <laughs> we seemed to find out that uh, you know the surgery on Todd Gurley's ACL and whatnot ended up kind of causing arthritis to his knee, which is something that I read that happens um, commonly with surgeries to knees, shoulders, ankles. You know, they tend to get arthritis in those joints. Um, And that's scary because you never know when it will flare up. And you never know how long the timetable will be for him to recover and get back in there. And at the end of the day, the team just wants to win football games. They are so good that they can manage to do it without Todd Gurley. We've already seen that. They spent a high draft pick on Daryl Henderson, in the, in the draft, which only implies that they're concerned with Gurley's availability this season and want to ensure that they can win games without him, which they certainly can. They have great wide receivers. They're going to get Cooper Cup back, so they're probably going to even be more powerful on offense aside from the running game. And I think the fact that they spent a high draft pick on a pretty good running back just shows that there's some risk with Todd Gurley, and I'm afraid that he's going to be in and out, just basically just what we saw at the end of last season. I'm afraid that he's going to miss time, and we're going to have no idea – when he's going to come back because we're not going to get any reports. It's just going to be, you know, when's Todd Gurley coming back? I don't know. Yep. Um, I don't want to take that risk in the first round. That's all I'm saying. I understand your concern. I feel your pain. Um, concern around yeah. So going out of our top five, you said you have David Johnson. I have David Johnson ninth. You said you have David Johnson five. Yeah. Seven. Seven? Yeah. All right, kind of in between us. Odd numbers. Um, David Johnson, although I think he's a great talent, 
I don't think we're going to see a duplicate of the best season he's had. I think with Kyler Murray at quarterback, David Johnson um, is going to get more more looks. He's going to have more red zone efficiency. I think he'll be a top 10 running back. I'm saying maybe early second round draft him, early to middle. He won't be there. You don't think? You don't no think way. So? I think he will. No way. I think when you have guys like, all right, no, like I said, I'm assuming all contract disputes are done. Yeah. Like I said, I have him ninth. So here's guys that I'm picking over David Johnson. Uh, obviously, the top five I said, Saquon Zeke, uh, Chris McCaffrey, Kamara, Gurley, Melvin Gordon. I'm picking James Conner over David Johnson because I trust Pittsburgh's system in um, doing a running back with Big Ben under center. James Conner was a stud last year, number seven running back. I got him at number seven again. After him, I have Le'Veon Bell, the guy who fucked me last year. By the way, Le'Veon Bell today actually sent out a tweet. He said it's a long time overdue, but I'm apologizing to all my fantasy owners last year. Le'Veon Bell, fuck you. Apologies don't sweeten my tea. That's right. So, now I'm skeptical (laughs) of drafting you again this year. I know, I get it. You're on a new team, there's no contract dispute, that's fine. I know you're one of the best running back in the league, but from from an emotional, personal standpoint, I don't know, okay? But I have you at number eight. Um, Because I think on the Jets, Le'Veon Bell um, is going to get a big workload. Similar to Saquon, but I just don't think he'll do as much as Saquon will do with the Giants. Um, And then David Johnson. And then the wide receivers, of course. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. In a typical league, 12-team league, I'm saying early second round, mid-second round. Well, I don't know how many mock drafts you've been doing. I haven't done any. Exactly. Same. Yeah, I mean, James Conner has been going in the second round. David Johnson was going late first round. James Conner's been going second round, huh? Yeah. I feel like that's great value, to be honest. Could be. Could be. I'm not quite buying into it. You're not? Why? No. I, it's just something. Something in the ether. Not feeling it. You don't like his hair, guys. do you? His hair's fine. It's the I cancer. I question for you guys. What? I said it's the cancer. What the hell does that mean? He's got cancer? He, he battled cancer in college, and that's why his big success story was as big as it was. It was a bad joke, okay? Yeah, that was just not in good taste. It, was, it wasn't in good taste. No, I wanted the boo. Oh. There it is. Okay. No, I just... <laughs> I just don't... I, I, I don't know. <laughs> you gotta wait till it's over. Okay. There we go. Um, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. <laughs> we'll have to see. But my rankings will show it, and we'll see by the end of the season. So I got a question for right. you guys. Mm. Uh, so I'm looking at... Uh, Fantasy football rankings for the for the top like twenty or so uh, running backs right now. ESPN. And, uh, yeah, this is me, actually give us your source. This is uh, fantasypros.com. Oh, so of course, of course. Number eight is James White from the Patriots. Okay, how do you guys? That's not feel? a good source anymore. Wait, wait, is that for this season or no, last no, no? Year? This is last year. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! So yeah. I'm saying he That's finished. Scary, he like, finished fantasy pros. What are we doing? Here? He finished number eight. In yeah, points yeah, yeah, scored, yeah, yeah. Um, how do you guys feel? Do you think he'll be able to replicate this? Nope. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. He's buried for me. I don't have him buried. He's um, low-end RB2 flex play for me. I think uh, we'll talk about the AFC East later in the Patriots. These aren't uh, your older yeah, brother's yeah, yeah, Patriots. Yeah. Okay, Tom Brady's not going to be slinging the ball 
Like, he's slinging that dick to Giselle. Mm, I don't know. Damn. I think it's going to be a lot of ground and pound, and I think it's Sony Michelle. Uh, they still got Rex Burkhead. James White obviously would be a part of it. But I think they're going to... Drafted s- Damian Harris. Yeah, I, and the thing is, with the Patriots, you never know in fantasy. I don't trust them. Mm-mm. The only guy I could trust before was Gronk, and now he's not there. Oh, Julian Edelman. Yeah, that's it. That's it for me. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, as far as the running backs go, so the thing for the Patriots, their recipe for success is going to be balanced attack. When they can run the ball, they're virtually unstoppable because you're not going to, you know, bite in all on the run and then Tom's going to eat you up here and there. Um, so they're going to focus on trying to get that run game going. I think a lot of Sony Michelle, Burkhead, uh, Harris, um, and James White is going to be a part of it too. But number eight for James White... <sighs> Like last year, it's just I, I just don't seeing it happen. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, man. I wasn't even I was just looking and I saw that he finished top eight and I was I was blown away. He had a shit ton of touchdowns, didn't he? Um, he, he had a good amount. Yeah, at least double digits. He had yeah. thirteen. Yeah, yeah. And I want to talk about my number five pick, David Johnson. Oh yeah, Quick. we can't even talk about <laughs> David Johnson. Give me a case for him. He had nine hundred forty rushing yards last year. He had four hundred forty six receiving yards, which is just about fourteen hundred total. Seven rushing right around Alvin Kamara, right? Uh, about a couple hundred less. Because in, with, that came from receiving. He had more rushing yards, but less receiving yards. Right. He had seven rushing touchdowns, three receiving touchdowns for 10 total touchdowns. It's good. He solid. Sp- he spent, yeah, he finished number 10. He spent last year with Josh Rosen, who was god-awful. So awful that the Arizona Cardinals spent another first-round pick on a QB in consecutive years and got Kyler Murray, who is... Much highly touted, more touted than Josh Rosen was. A lot of hype. A lot of hype. A lot of a lot hype. Of hype. hype. Um, but the the poor QB play greatly impacted David Johnson. Clearly, I mean, they had the fewest Ram plays in the NFL, like I said earlier, because Josh Rosen couldn't play with his diaper always being full. But yeah, he was still the number ten running back. Kyler Murray is much better and will only help David Johnson, especially since Murray is a runner. And running QBs tend to benefit the RB, you know, set up the options. People got to worry about the threat of the QB and David Johnson. Um, in addition, a new head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, he's in town and he's on record for saying we've got, and I quote, we've got to get him, David Johnson, his touches and get him going and make him comfortable in what we do. He's going to have a major role, there's no doubt. And I just think it's going to be so much better because of the QB play. They're going to have more plays, offensive plays, they're going to move the chains, and the coach wants to get David Johnson involved. And the fact that he finished number 10 was probably the worst situation he could have had only yeah, only he, makes room for improvement. He, uh, he turned it on, like, second half of the season um, and, and got pretty good. Um, only reason I have him lower, round number 9, just the unknown with Kyler Murray. It could be a Josh Rosen 2.0. It, I, mean, I don't know thing. if it could be the same or worse, it, man. But we don't bad. know that. That's, that that's the thing. And, like, I, I like David Johnson as far as the talent. And I've heard them in the past say, we got to get David Johnson more touches yet. Would they fail to do it? I know it's a new head coach. Coach. Um, but still, I, I you know, seeing is believing. Talk is nice, but when it comes from a team like the Arizona Cardinals, I mean. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I mean, I got him right smack dab in the middle between you guys. Um, and I think. Both of you have very valid points because there is cause for concern due to the fact that, um, due to the fact what happened last year, 
especially with them. Because I remember I was David Johnson last year in uh, in Craig's league. And, um, you know, every week I thought, like, this is the week that David Johnson is going to go off and he's going to get back to where he was two years ago. And um, it just didn't really happen. Not to the point where, like, you know, he had, like, that big game. You know what I'm saying? Like, he put up, like, 35 points. I think he had his best game was maybe, like, 25 or 28 or something like that. I'm not exactly sure. Um, it was 33. Oh, all right. Never mind then. See? <laughs> I have a shit memory. So, um, I didn't know that either. But basically what I'm trying to say is I have more faith in them um, using David Johnson in a better role. Yeah, specifically the passing game. He's yeah, dick that's, that's the, the thing game. is that Receiving game. where we talked about Saquon with them potentially Daniel Jones doing a lot of dump-offs to Saquon, I feel like they did the opposite with Josh Rosen in the sense that they wanted him to air the ball out to wide receivers on third down instead of taking the yards that were there and throwing the ball to David Johnson. Even when they had him line up outside or in the slot, because he was that was something that he did a lot uh, yeah. under Bruce Arians, which they didn't do as much of last year. And then they started doing it, but they just didn't throw him the ball for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, I mean, I think the 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 upside is still there is what I'm saying. So I mean like yeah. I wouldn't take him like top five or probably not top five. Is that 10. a shot at me? He's no, in no, my no, top no, no, no. five. No, I'm saying like I don't know. total total fantasy draft. Obviously you have to take wide receivers into account as well. True, true. I'm saying I would probably take him more toward late first round, end of second round. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So the upside is still there, but um it's also something where you have to temper your expectations a little bit. You know, that's what I mean. All right. Yeah. We're going to talk about running backs all day because there's so many. I want a running back from each of you who you're high on that not everybody else is. Well, I oh, somebody who's not, like, obvious. Okay. Like a shot in the dark. Like I could say David Johnson. Yeah. But... Yeah. I'll go first if you want. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I wasn't quite ready. I am going... Um, I'm going with Leonard Fournette. Oof. And I'm going with Leonard Fournette because if this man is healthy, if he gives you a full season, um, there are few men in the league who run harder than Leonard Fournette. I think with Nick Foles under center, Jacksonville looking to come back to that success that they had uh, two years ago. They still got a great defense. They got a new quarterback. But the key for Jacksonville and their offense is establishing the run game. Uh, when Leonard Fournette's healthy, he can run the ball with the best of them. Um, he's a grown oh, yeah. man. I think his value in the draft will be taken very low just because we don't know what to expect from him this year. Risky. But I think at his best, when you can draft Leonard Fournette in like third or fourth round, he could be he could be like what? What? Who'd you just click on? I was I was checking on Marlon Mack stats. Okay. Why? I was wondering. Um, I'm so not. I don't know if you're gonna steal my thunder. I'm not. I'm not picking him though. Oh, okay. Back to <laughs> back to uh, <laughs> Leonard Fournette. Yeah, if, if, if for his value, if you pick him up third or fourth round, he's got the potential to be a top five running back in the league. Um, Absolutely, he's got that potential. So I think I'm I'm higher on Leonard Fournette. 
than uh, most people are. Yeah, I'm like the most people. Was just it's just injury concern, you know. Yeah, if he could stay on the field, man, he's a monster. You see, he's like what 22 or something, but he looks like he's 35. Looks 35. like he'd be my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's well, a he's a grown ass actually, man. If he was my dad, it'd be kind of weird. But uh, yeah, yeah. You're not black. Yes, yeah, that was that was <laughs> what I meant. Thanks. Okay. Um, um, well, not everyone knows what you look. Give like. me somebody, Susan, who you're high on that nobody else is. Um, Devonta Freeman. Oh, Devonta Freeman. Hold on, pause. On the contrary, after this, I was gonna say, give me some of your low on that everyone else is, you know, kind of good on. He's my guy that I'm low on. So let's talk about it together. Well, I don't, I don't think many people are as bullish on him as I am. I think more people are like you and. and yeah, but I'm like below those people. Okay. Like if you We're, have him, they're in between us. Yeah. Yeah, I think the general consensus is, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. They don't want to take that shot. He's only older. Um, he has injury concern, but I just, you know, you talk great about Matt Ryan. Julio Jones is awesome. Calvin Ridley is great. Devonta Freeman, he's going to do, he has a potential at least to do well in the system. He's done it before. I think if he just stays healthy, he's going to be right back into it. I mean, not like finish, what, a few years ago, number one or something, because Jake Fryer had him. Um, <laughs> maybe not that, obviously, because there's a bunch of other good guys, but I think he very well be top 10. Um, if he just stays on the field. I mean, he's, he's great in the passing game. He's good in the rushing he's department. Gonna be, he's going to be top 50, and he's going to be number 49. Let's hear it. Devonta Freeman, uh, I'm done with him. Absolutely done. If he comes back healthy, that's <laughs> fine. That's great. His best years are behind him. I don't want to – I don't want you getting your hopes up for Devonta Freeman because although it might look nice having him in, like, an RB2 spot, he's not going to give you RB2 play. That's just my personal opinion how I feel. I feel like the Falcons are a passing offense. I feel like Freeman, very injury prone, He's his job might be overtaken by Ito oh. Smith. Feed Ito. Hashtag Fido. Sizzling hot take. Ito Smith takes Devonta Freeman's job this year. That's a big hot take. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Who's somebody, who's somebody you're high on, Mason? All right, well, uh, I kind of tipped my hand a little a few minutes ago because I thought Susan was going to steal my shit. You were watching uh, me for, like a hawk. No, I just I just happened to look over and I saw Marlon Mack flash across the screen. I was like, this motherfucker. Uh, so, yeah, it's Marlon Mack. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so, Marlon Mack uh, had some injury problems last year. Had uh, Couldn't really stay on the field. And he had injury problems his rookie year as well. Um, however, when he's actually been healthy, he's played well. Um, and now the Colts actually have a good offensive line. Mm. Um, Andrew Luck looks like he's back to being a stud again. Mm. They have the potential to be a top five offense in the league. Absolutely. And I think if Andrew Luck and that receiving core performs the way that a lot of people are going to uh, think that they're going to perform, I think Marlon Mack can be a good RB2 uh, to potential RB1 as his ceiling for numbers. Um, especially, like I said, if Andrew Luck and that wide receiving core is as good as everyone thinks they're going to be. Because he'll be, I think, the perfect straight running running back compliment to them. He's not really a, a pass catcher, but um, for where you're probably going to find him in the draft, like third, fourth round, or fifth round, whatever, um, I think he's probably worth uh, the pick. I agree. Um, I have Marlon Mack, 21. I think he's a solid RB2 with RB1 upside. Yeah, I think Marlon Mack, I agree with you. He was almost my pick. That's why I was looking at him. 
because he's uh, he's really good. The Colts offense is only going to be better. He's the man. He lit up the the league if you remember, like at the end of the year because yeah, he like was back to back weeks. Of, yeah, because uh, he was hurt. What do you? <laughs> could have played that for Christian McCaffrey, too. Nah, it's Marlon Mack, man. Marlon Mack. The Mack attack, he's going to be good. I believe in him, and he's going pretty late in the draft, too. So, I, I'm with you, Mason. All right, I already gave you my guy. Give me one guy that you're not high on that other people might be. Probably make this a little more quicker. <laughs> Give me. Actually, I got one, I got one, I got one. Here we go. Dalvin Cook. Ooh. Boo. Dalvin Cook. Boo on your take. Yeah? Who want my take? Listen, it's mostly because... Because you believe in Kirk. No, I don't believe in Kirk. I do. I mean, here's the thing. I just... uh, Dalvin Cook, for someone who has not played a shit ton and has also had a lot of injury problems, I feel gets ranked way too high for what he's done so far. In my personal opinion. I agree with that. I just don't think that he has the the resume that a lot of other running backs have in the NFL uh, for where a lot of preseason fantasy ranks have him. Um, that's not to say I think he, like, sucks or I think he's going to be a bust or he's going to be awful, but I just think you should temper your expectations with him compared to what his... His average draft position on this uh, Fantasy Pros website right now is number 19. He's a a top 20 pick. Mm, No. Exactly. So that's the thing. The potential... Oh, like with wide receivers included, you mean? Yes. Oh, okay. The potential (laughs) is there due to the fact that the Vikings on paper, like last year, should have a very explosive offense. Um, This is the year Kirk shows his nuts. Yeah? I hope you're right. Because he definitely didn't do so last year. No. Uh, I knew it was going to happen. But, um, and also, the Vikings did draft um, another running back this year. So they are also, they also may be concerned a little bit about Dalvin Cook's health as well. Um, But their offensive line did get a little bit of an upgrade. So, I mean, like I said, I'm not high on Dalvin Cook. I think. He's way overhyped for where he should be. Not to say he's bad, but I don't think he should be that high in everyone's rankings, personally. I agree, Susan. No, I disagree. Okay. I would love to have him as my running back one because that will probably mean that I'll have uh, Michael Thomas or someone like old or OBJ as my wide receiver. I like Dalvin Cook a lot. You know, um, Last the year before his first year, he showed a lot of explos- explosivity, uh, kind of like almost like a Todd Gurley situation where he was injured but he showed flashes, but yeah, and he was like still ranked top five. Mm. Even though people were like, "Well, what do we think about him?" Obviously, Todd Gurley is a different species. Depends who you talk to. It could be the offensive scheme, but mm. but no, I, I like Dalvin Cook a lot. I think who they draft is just gonna act as a handcuff, but. Um, you know, that'll show in our rankings because we are going to post top 20 rankings again. Top 20, top 10. I think top 10 looked a little, little, like, pretty clean. I like it that. It did. 20 could be a lot. I don't know. You were just talking about 20 before I saw his ass. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> maybe he'll be there, maybe he'll not. Maybe not. All right. That was running backs. Um, obviously, 
I've said this before. If you guys have any questions on running backs, because we didn't get to everybody today, it's impossible because we'd have a five-hour show. Um, yes, any questions on running backs, you can DM us our questions. You can comment on our Twitter, Instagram, um, and then we'll try to answer them on future episodes of the pod. Um, but we promise you that we're going to preview some divisions this week. Yeah, so That's what we're going to do. We, we have Hell to yeah. get to that. And I figure we spent about 15 minutes on each division. Yeah. So let's do it. Is that good? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, We didn't get to the NFC West last week, so we're going to get to it today. And I'm going to start off. Um, When you think of NFC West, you think Los Angeles Rams defending NFC champions. I have them going 13-3 and winning the division again. Uh, My main thing for the Los Angeles Rams is trusting the system. Sean McVay, um, with one of the most explosive offenses in the league last year, led by Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, a uh, three-headed monster at wide receiver, which is only going to get better. Um, these guys are still young. They're still growing. Every year there's room for improvement, even though they're already so good. Um, the defense, another year uh, of Aaron Donald getting better. Best defensive player in the year uh, of the league. Um, L.A. Rams... However, I don't picture them going back to the Super Bowl. They're still going to be a great regular season team. They're still going to be in the playoffs. They're still going to be contenders. I just think um, in the playoffs they'll fall short of their goal. But they're going to win the division. I have them going 13-3. and three. Um, The guy I want to own on the Los Angeles Rams, um, obviously taking out the obvious, Todd Gurley. I'm going to say Jared Goff, a quarterback. Mm. I think he'd be a top ten guy. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, with Cooper, especially because Cooper Cup's coming back. The offense is only going to get better in the passing game, at least. Um, the guy I want to own is is uh, almost said Cooper Cup, but you know, with injury concern, I'm going to say Robert Woods because he's about as steady reliable. Eddie. Yeah, steady Eddie, man. You have him. You plug him in wide receiver too. You know what you're getting. Yep. So give me Robert Woods. I love me some Robert Woods. Mason, who's the one guy you want to own on the Rams offense? Um, or it could be their defense. Uh, got to name every player. In an IDP league. Personally, I would go with. Uh, it's tough, man. Tyler Higby. Definitely. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna go with Brandon Cooks. Uh, I had him last year, mm-hmm. um, and I think he's a guy. He's like the perfect example of a wide receiver who gives you lower-end wide receiver one numbers, has the potential to put up a very big game, but he's consistent is the thing. Uh, Especially in that offense where they have a lot of mouths to feed. Brandon Cook's surprisingly consistent. He's a guy who can move the chains, but also has a big play capability. Oh, yeah. Um, So, personally, I would go with him. All right, give me one X factor uh, to the Rams, not only in fantasy, but for their team success. I'm going to go with their defense because I think... um, their defense for a long time was, uh, for the past few years anyway, had been like the biggest part of their team. And then their offense kind of overtook that a little bit last year. And their defense was still good, but you had their defense for a long time. Yeah. And you know that their defense was not that good last year. Um, their secondary wasn't. The line was great. A uh, ton <laughs> of sacks. Um, a lot of turnovers, fumbles, interceptions. Um, but the secondary, when they went up a team with another high-powered offense, just completely fell apart that I, I didn't start them but if I would have started them against uh, uh, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs on that Monday night game yeah, they get like negative 17 points or something I, think they, had, I think they actually had like a good game because there was a couple like pick sixes 
and fumbles. So yeah, it wasn't like that bad. But I knew going into that game that like they let up like what fifty points or forty something uh, points, forty something. Yeah, yeah so like I knew like they're like they're in that game uh, the defense was going to stop a fart in their underwear. Um, but yeah, that's that's uh what I think the biggest. Okay. That's what I think the biggest X factor is. Uh, if their defense can completely put it together as long as well as their offense being as good or even ninety percent as good as they were last year, I think the Rams will be able to win the uh, NFC West with no issue at all. Personally, is your X factor? I'm gonna say Todd Gurley because I'm just going off of the last stretch that we saw, and I think that concern is gonna carry over. If 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 you're right. And then he's fine, then they're going to be unstoppable. But if if I'm right and he's more of a you know here and there, and you don't know what's going to happen with him, or you're using the rookie running back more, that could hurt them a little bit. I just got to say one thing that'll take away from your pick: C.J. Anderson. That's it. Is, That's he, the tweet. is he even there? No, he's not on the team. He's no, not fuck. even there. Yeah. Come on. But <laughs> we should say the C.J. Anderson effect, which means somebody could step into that system and have just as good a success. Not saying the same success yeah, as yeah, Todd yeah, Gurley, yeah. um, but the thing with that too, like I said, even if Todd Gurley doesn't perform at the level I expect him to, um, the rest of the guys are going to pick up the slack. Jared Goff will rise to the occasion. Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. My X factor actually is Cooper Cup. I think he's going to be the wide receiver that stands out this year out of the three-headed monster of their receiving core, and um, I think coming off injury, he's got something to prove. Um, he's actually very explosive. Yeah, he Sousa, was the number one wide receiver yeah, until he got hurt. Like, a good friend of mine once said, white dudes be crazy. Yeah, him, Thielen, McCaffrey, what happened last year? Uh, white dudes be crazy. I guess. But he's my X Factor <laughs> for the Rams offense. I think he's going to be the wide receiver you want to own. Um, and I think he's if he stays healthy, uh, the Rams offense is all systems go. because um, Just because they have all the options at wide receiver, Gurley, and Goff. Fantasy points rain from the sky. Yeah. Uh, who wants to go next? Uh, I'll go next if you want me to, Susan. Sure, go for it. All right, so uh, kind of a team in the NFC West that probably a lot of people forgot about last year, um, whereas you you knew about Los Angeles because they were so good. You knew about Seattle because Seattle's a prominent force, uh, prominent face in the NFL, I feel. And you knew about the Cardinals because they were just so fucking awful. Hmm. Uh, but a team that kind of went under the radar a little bit was the 49ers. They had a lot of hype going into last year um, due to the additions of Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Jarek McKinnon as well. Richard Sherman. Yep, Richard Sherman on the defense. But most of that fizzled out by like week two. Beca- injuries, man. Because of injuries. So Rip. this year... I think that the 49ers personally are going to be uh, in third place in the, NF- uh, in the NFC West. That's I think I they're going to be about you know eight and eight, seven and nine, nine seven, seven and nine around there. Um, not because they're in a they're like a super bad team, but they're in a they're in a very competitive division. Um, they also have a relatively difficult schedule. They play they pull the AFC North and the NFC South, um, which are some good, especially the NFC South, uh, good good group of teams there. Um, and then I think AFC North is kind of a bunch of unknowns uh, mostly, but 
Um, looking at their at their roster, uh, they now they they have Jordan Matthews, uh, who they signed um, uh, to the wide receiver core. Probably the biggest addition that they made in the offseason, I guess you could say, would be Tevin Coleman. Um, mm. So it'll be interesting Yikes. to see how that backfield shakes up, uh, especially with Jarek McKinnon coming back from a torn ACL. Um, and there were already concerns about him being able to take a complete workload because he wasn't really able to do so in Minnesota. So they probably acquired Tevin Coleman as more of a safety blanket. But you know who I think is going to have a fantastic year yet again? Uh, My man, uh, George Kittle. Because you see the theme here, right? Everyone who he's owned Caffrey, <laughs> Cooks, Cooks, Brandon Cooks, Kittle. I'm just speaking of James personal White. Experience. James White. I just had a question about James White. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Fucking yeah. Christ. I think. All right. That's right. I got a fucking. Uh, Boinger. No, not a boinger. God damn it. No, I think it's something. No. Hard on. Spring up. Can I fucking talk? Spring up. Jesus Christ. Yeah, thanks. Um, you done? No, I'm not done. Okay. Oh. Fucking Christ. 15 minutes for division. I'm trying to say is that I think the 49ers are going to make some strides for improvement. But ultimately, they're going to fall a little bit short because the division is, is uh, the top two teams in their division, I think, are, are better than them. Uh, but that's not to say that the 49ers are not going to take a step in the right direction this year. I agree. I I'd just like to say, because this is the running back episode, mm. uh, my, my take on Tevin Coleman, Matt Bria, Jarek McKinnon, I think it's, it's I think stay away. Stay away. If I were to rank them, I'd put Tevin Coleman on the bottom of the list, and I'd say McKinnon and Bria are more of a toss-up, 50-50, in terms of like who am I going to grab in the draft. Um, I would probably grab Burita, like as a stash. Matt Burita. Matt Burita, but like it's 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 a dart throw, you know. I mean, you don't know what they're gonna do, and they're probably all gonna be used because they're both they're all talented backs. Mm-hmm. But if I were to pick one, put a gun to my head and pick one, I'd, I'd pick Matt Burita. The guy I want to own on the 49ers is Mason's man George Kittle. If I have a chance to snag George Kittle. You're going to do it? I'm going to say, no, I'm not going to do it because I, I don't know. I, I, might, I might bitch out, but he's nice. I'm going to say, the thing is that he showed last year is that, like I talked about earlier in the podcast, there was a lot of check down throws to him, but it was also what he did after he caught the ball. Yeah, he was Because a, he, was a he had a lot of explosive plays in mm-hmm. uh, in the open field after he caught the ball, so it wasn't just like a lot of receptions. It's like white dudes be crazy, right? Exactly. So I think it'll be interesting to see how they will perform with a full repertoire and also with Jimmy G at quarterback. One guy you want to own. Give me another one of Mason's guys, Dante Pettis. <laughs> Give me Dante Pettis, dude. He battled injury last year, but he finished very strong. Um, he finished in the top 20 four times last year, like, you know, with the injury out of the way. Um it was Jimmy Tree, Jimmy Tree, Jimmy G. Jimmy Tree back in the fold. I like him as a, as a wide receiver too. Smooth I'd love to have him as a wide Kush. receiver too. Give me Dante Pettis. Yeah, one guy you want to own. George Kittle. Yeah, my X factor actually is Dante Pettis. Um, yeah, I think he's a guy who um, could be a set it and forget it wide receiver too if Jimmy G stays healthy. Um, Dante Pettis has shown flashes of how good he can be. 
I think in that offense complimenting Marquise Goodwin, George Kittle. Who knows? I think this team will be as good as Jimmy Garoppolo is. Mm. And that is the biggest right. question. That's why Jimmy G is my X factor. Mm. As well as mine. Coming mm. off an injury, can he sustain You know what backups were doing without him? Well, not that they were winning a lot of games, but they were giving their fantasy players a lot of uh, yummy points. I also think it'll be interesting to see, uh, just not even from a fantasy perspective, just see if Jimmy G is actually going to live up to the hype. Yeah. Because up to this point, he's looked good in the games that he's played, but yeah. he has yet to string together a large amount of games consecutive played without an injury. Did he lose a game? Remember that thing? The first game of the year. Yeah. Ah, okay. Against Minnesota. Well, you know Bill Belichick's watching. Saying, did I make the right decision? Bill Belichick is watching with Vaseline in his hand, and he's fucking... Oh, my. All right. He's well, on his way to... Um, what's the next team? He's on his way to the To the massage parlor with Robin Tug. Rub and Tug massage parlor. You want to go next? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? I'm going to do... Rub and Tug. <laughs> Give me uh, give me the Seahawks, yeah. Okay. Where you or, got them? Or I got them uh, second in the division. Me too. Behind the Rams. Just like you guys, then the next 49ers, next card. Do you have them as a wild card team? I don't know. I have them going 10 and 6. I didn't, I didn't do that kind of stuff. Well, you should have. I'm sorry. Because I have them going 10 and 6, and I really? think they sneak into the playoffs again. Uh, Russell Wilson is a wiener. Yeah, I would say that. I can see <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson's great. I don't value him as good of a fantasy quarterback as people want to believe. Uh, I think we talked about this last episode when we went over quarterbacks. The team just simply wants to run the ball. Yep. You know, Seahawks, um, I mean, it's Russell Wilson, who was solid last year on crazy efficiency. Um, but that probably won't be replicated. Uh, Chris Carson should be solid. I, I, I like him. If he can stay healthy, I think, it'll be, I think he'll do really well. Um, I think we'll start to see Rashad Penny get involved more. Um, I like Penny as a bench stash, especially because of Carson's injury history, but um, I wouldn't um, stay away from drafting Carson. I would, I would like Carson as like an RB2. Yeah, um, I think he's a uh, high-end RB2 with uh, RB1 upside. Yeah, and I think Tyler Lockett should be a solid wide receiver, uh, maybe wide receiver two, um, or flex, a very good flex. DJ Metcalf? Guy's a beast! He'll need to develop. You know, he'll need to develop. There's just not enough passing to go around to make both wide receivers superstars. Um, rookie, wide rece- rookie wide receivers tend to take time to develop anyway. But the weapons are there, you know, and Wilson's really good. It's just it's just the team design and, and wanting to run the ball so much. We'll see if Russell Wilson can get his rushing up more. That would be very good for, for him. Um, but the Seahawks, I think they'll have a, a better year la- than last year. and uh, But they're not going to be better than the Rams. Nope. One guy, one guy you want to own from Seattle. Hmm. I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett. Hmm. We'll say, like Susan said, he's uh, not a wide, re- wide receiver too. Um, and he has the potential, I think, to have um, wide receiver one upside. Uh, just due to the fact, I think that if they can establish their run game the way that they want to, I think it'll open up a lot more for their receivers. And we already know that Russell Wilson is a talented quarterback. He can make throws. And 
what's important is that he can make big throws down the field, mm. which is where Tyler Lockett excels I mm. believe, because of his speed. Um, so I think that Tyler Lockett, for me, is my guy. Tyler Lockett, for me, is my X factor for the Seahawks. Um, I think he has all the potential to be a breakout wide receiver in fantasy. Um, he was pretty solid last year for the most part. I think his big play potential um, in that offense is huge, like you said, with Russell Wilson's arm, the ability to make the big play. Um, I'd like to see more volume from Tyler Lockett uh, now that Doug Baldwin's not there anymore. Yeah, they got DK Metcalf. Rookie wide receivers are just unknown. Until I see it, I got to, you know, I yeah. see it to believe it. Uh, but I have seen Tyler Lockett and the talent that he has. Um, so he's my X Factor. The guy I want to own. On uh, the Seattle Seahawks is the running back Chris Carson. Um, Seattle led the league in rushing as a team last year. Chris Carson, a big part of that. Um, dude's a moose. He can run between what? the t- a moose. Okay. Not Wait, a horse. Have you never heard that. Not a horse, but a moose. I've heard of moose knuckle. All right. Uh, anyway, continue, Glenn, please. I'm done. <laughs> I agree. Give me Chris Carson. Um, am I X Factor? My X Factor is actually DJ Metcalf. Mm. D- is it DJ? Don't DK. DK. Donkey Kong. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Donkey Kong Metcalf. He, um, I don't expect huge things like as for a fantasy value with him, but I think he can help out the team a lot. I think if he could do what Mike Williams did for the Chargers, and that's like catch eight to ten touchdowns, I think that'll greatly improve Russell Wilson, the Seahawks in general, and um, and we'll just you know be good. Yeah, he's be got good all for the- football. He's got all the potential to be uh, what Jimmy Graham should have been for Seattle. Yeah. Um, just a big red zone target. The guy's a freak athlete. I hope the best for him. And do we need to talk much about the Cardinals? Yes. <laughs> not, not much. We already talked about the one guy who matters most. That's David Johnson. Yeah. Um, I have them. All right. Kyler Murray is the guy you want to watch. Definitely um, want to watch. His talent is no question. Number one quarterback in the draft. He could have been number one in baseball, too. That's how much of an athlete he is. He decided to go with football. Not the route I would have chosen, but okay. <laughs> um, I don't want to get my head bashed in for the rest of my life. No. Um, but you make money quicker in football, I guess. Arizona Cardinals, I have them uh, the same, basically, as they were last year, just with a little improvement. I have them going 5-11. and 11, um, The end of the barrel... Um, or bottom of the barrel, I should say, the NFC West. I just think not much is going to change. They have a new head coach. It could be a sign of, you know, flashes of Kyler Murray greatness. David Johnson could be good. But I think overall as a team, they just don't have the talent to compete in this division. Um, The one guy I want to own, if I had the choice, is um, David Johnson. I mean, it's kind of obvious. Yeah. I don't know anybody else who you might want to own. I'll, just to go against the grain there and pick somebody else, I'd like to. I'd be happy to own Larry Fitzgerald. I would too. He's my X factor, but that's the thing. He's my X factor. I feel like he's either going to be really good with Kyler Murray and his connection, or he's just going to, you know, kind of fade off. Yeah, I mean, my X factor will naturally be Kyler Murray because it's going to revolve. It's going to be based on him, just like we saw Josh Rosen made the team shit. If Kyler Murray is, is, is better than shit, then the team's going to be better. Um, Larry Fitz, I think he'll benefit from Kyler Murray. And you're going to get him so late that he'll be just a, a bench stash. And if he can work out, you can throw him in your flex and you'll have a pretty solid team. So I, I like the upside of Larry Fitzgerald at a low cost, draft cost. Mason, what's better than shit? 
didn't have to think about that. Pee? Poop. <laughs> what? I don't know. Go ahead. Jesus Christ. Oof. I'm going with David Johnson. Uh, I just, for reasons that we talked about <laughs> earlier. Sorry, I'm still, look, I'm still befuddled from what just happened. You're uneasy after that. I don't know what just happened. Uh, oh my God, enough! Who let him have this thing? <laughs> Fucking Christ. Uh, for reasons we talked about earlier, I feel David Johnson, um, you know, has the potential to get back not exactly to where he was, that his breakout year, but uh, definitely his ceiling is extremely high, and as long as they go to him as much as they insinuate that they're going to, and... Uh, you know, he's an integral part of that offense. I think that the points are there to be had. Anybody else who do you have for next factor? For next factor, I'm going to go with... Jesus, why am I drawing a blank on their quarterback? It's Glenn's joke. Oh, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, thank you. Glenn's in your head. He's got real estate. No, for real, though. Yeah, Kyler Murray obviously has a lot more hype surrounding him, I feel, than Josh Rosen did. Uh... Actually, you know what? Uh-oh. I'm changing it. I'm changing it. The X Factor is going to be Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> we're going to see... I like it. We're going to see just how good someone from the uh, Sean McVay School of Coaching can be. <laughs> this guy basically got... Thank you. Uh, this guy basically got his job off of Sean McVay's coattails, essentially. Because now Sean right. McVay is the hot new commodity... In the NFL for coaching, um, so Cliff Kingsbury basically got this job off of that. We're gonna be, see how he does, and in reality, I don't think that the Cardinals are as putrid as they were last year because they do have talented players on their team. You know what I mean? Um, I I don't think they're gonna go like eight and eight. I feel like they'll probably go like six and ten max. But I mean, putrid. well, I said that's putrid. It's not putrid. Putrid's like three and thirteen, two and fourteen. Okay. All right. So, all right. Next division we'll talk about is the AFC East. Woo! Hey. Uh, New England Patriots, and we're done. Next division <laughs> after that. No. Come on. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, who wants to talk about the Patriots? Me. Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, this is gonna be an interesting year for the Patriots because um, a lot. Of people, uh, especially the media, think that the Patriots are now shying away from the passing game for some reason. Oh, yeah. uh, Glenn actually mentioned it earlier, uh, saying that they're not really a team that airs the ball out as much anymore. However, sir, I would uh, like to raise the point to you that Tom Brady last year in the game against the Chiefs threw the ball like. Which one? The in the playoffs, oh. like fifty times. Yeah, and, in the playoffs when he has to. Yeah, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They can still throw the ball. They can, times. yeah, but I, I don't think they will. All right. All right. I'm just saying they can't. Right. But anyway. Anyway. I know they can't. Anyway. They got Tom fucking Brady. It'll be an interesting year. Oh, my God, dude. Get Robert Kraft out of here. Stop. Don't associate that with him. Uh, <laughs> the Robert Kraft sounder? Associate this with him. <laughs> oh, no. What? Oh, no. Anyway, enough of this bullshit. God. Uh, 
So, the passing game is going to be interesting <laughs> in the sense that going into the season, the Patriots basically have zero at tight end because of the retirement of Gronkowski. Um, hmm. Edelman... Like they had last year. What? I, I said zero is like what they had last year. Uh, I think that their wide receiving core is better off going into the season last year. No, I'm talking about tight end. Like They practically had zero because Rob was just a non-factor. I he was guess there sometimes. Yeah, he, was, he sucked. Okay. Anyway, can I fucking finish my point? Yeah. <sighs> God. Uh, Julian Edelman broke his thumb uh, going into camp, but all signs point to that he will be ready to go for the season and that the thumb injury isn't significant, yeah. so that it shouldn't really limit him at all during the season. And he'll be in good shape because he can still practice, uh, you know, like get do drills and stuff at OTAs. He just can't catch the ball, essentially. You know why? He'll be fine. Why? Because white dudes be crazy. Oh, okay. White dudes be crazy. I no, I, I'm with you, Mason. But the Patriots. The first sentence I have on my notes is, I have no idea. Nobody ever does. I give yeah. me give me Edelman. Even even then, he's risky with his age and his injuries. Um, but I don't want Brady as my quarterback. They have Nikhil Harry. They drafted him, which is interesting. But I'm not buying in yet. But according huh? according to people, according, <laughs> <laughs> according to uh, reports out of camp, what I've heard so far is that Nikhil. Harry, which uh, is the case with most Patriots wide receivers because Bill can't draft wide receivers to save his fucking life. Whoa, whoa. Uh, he's a project. So, Actually, yeah. quote from Bill Belichick. Who's that? <laughs> he is the coach of the New England Patriots. Never heard of him. On, on Nikhil What's... Harry, he says, and I quote, a big kid that runs well, good catch radius, very strong physical receiver. He has a long way to go, but he's gotten better every day and been dependable, durable, tough, making good progress. You know, you did not throw nearly enough snorts in. You're smacking your lips, you go, you know. There it is. There you go. Nice. All right. And then, as far as the run, run game goes. Uh, good grief. We talked about it earlier. Uh, they drafted that, that kid out of Alabama. Damien Harris. Damien Harris. It is Alabama, right? I have no idea. I didn't write that down. Who gives a fuck? Whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, so they drafted they drafted Damian Harris. They have Rex Burkhead. They have James White. They have Sony Michelle, who That's last year was very good for them. Once he came back from his injury and he got acclimated in the offense. Um, which actually, that's why I found it so surprising that James White finished top ten uh, in points because when Sony Michelle came back. And Rex Burkhead came back, too, uh, as well. I think he came back around the same... Or he came back later in the season. But yeah. they... James White's uh, carries took a significant hit... Or his uh, touches, rather, took a significant hit once those two players were back on the offense. Um, and he became more of a situational player. So, to your point, Souza, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do at running back. Um, I think Sony Michelle will be the workhorse, ideally. But as we've seen for the longest time now... It's kind of a game-to-game basis. Bill Belichick sometimes rides the hot hand of, of, of a game, a half, a quarter. You never know. You really <laughs> you don't, don't. You don't know. But I think, um, for me, uh, something that I think you can get for good value on the Patriots that I think will be good. You guys aren't ready for this. It's going to be James White. No. Is their defense. What? Mm. Because... The Patriots' defense last year, I don't think there's any argument, was horrendous. Mm, but. Not in the Super Bowl. But. 
<laughs> Boring. But toward the end of the season, they put it together. Um, they have a lot of young players now. Uh, they still have Stephon Gilmore. They have J.C. Jackson. Um, J.C. Uh, one other. Oh, uh, something. Uh, John Jonathan Jones, another cornerback who's been uh, no, uh, who's been decent. Asante they Samuel. reacquired uh, Jamie Collins. Now they actually have. Is he the gay one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's a gay one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they actually have a lot of depth on defense now. Um, the yeah, only thing that, that gives me a little bit of concern is they lost Trey Flowers, who's arguably their most uh, argued. Do we arguably. Do we restart? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Should we restart the podcast? Oh, okay. Uh, arguably their most explosive playmaker on defense last year. So that's a little bit of a concern. However, if the players that they have now can string it together and their secondary can be as good as they were toward the end of last year, I think their defense has a potential to be a top five, seven defense in the league. Uh, in fantasy. Okay. Maybe not necessarily in the actual yeah, 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 yeah. but you know All what right. I mean. This is, this is my take on the Patriots. The guy I want to own, I can't tell you because I don't know who's going to be good. <laughs> the guy who looks appealing to me the most is Sony Michelle. So I guess if I had to own anybody, it'd be Sony Michelle. Just based on how I think the Patriots are going to run the ball more, I feel like Sony Michelle should, keyword should, get yeah. goal line carries. Um... I think he has all the potential to be similar to a little Garrett Blunt of a few years ago and go touchdown crazy um, with the Patriots offense. Um, question is, though, Bill Belichick usually looks at our fantasy teams and says, Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, I do what I want. Um, so, I don't know. The X Factor, obviously, um, it's going to, I for me, it's going to be Julian Edelman. I think um, he has the potential to be a set-it-and-forget-it wide receiver, too. Um, he has games that have wide receiver one upside. Obviously, there's also some games where he doesn't get targeted as much. He won't get the touchdown production uh, like other receivers in the league. The guy's a Super Bowl MVP. Uh, he's one of the hardest workers on the field. I think he's going to be Tom Brady's go-to guy now, especially with no Gronk. Um, so I expect a lot of third-down conversions to Julian Edelman. I can see him uh, maybe coming close to his career high in receptions this year, actually. So... Yeah, I. The guy I want to own is, is Edelman because, I mean, it's either him or Sony Michelle, and just the, the the unknown with the way they use running backs. They drafted another one. It's like, what are you doing? It, it's especially because running backs are such an important position. I don't really want to play that game with that position. So give me Edelman. I know he's he's pretty solid. It's just is he going to get hurt? You don't know. So it's it's risky either way. But I think Edelman's the safer one to have because he can always replace a wide receiver. Um, the X factor will be, I want to say Nikhil Harry, but I just say the wide receiver too, because it can't just be Edelman. Philip Dorsett. Philip Dorsett could be him, but it's got to be someone because Tom Brady could be Kush Gordon. Kush Gordon. Well, if he gets ah, reinstated, he hasn't got reinstated. He, I think so. he will. He's, and I think uh, he will return. Man, huh? but it's not something to bank on. Strike one, strike two, strike three. You're out. He's getting help. He's getting help. Yeah, but it's just, you know, stepping away maybe, from maybe the game. Maybe all he has to do next time is just break his kid's arm. He'll be fine. Pass. Okay. Yeah. So, as far as my person to own, I would also say Julian Edelman. Solely because I don't trust the backfield, as Sousa said. Because um, it's yep. not even to the point where 
Sony Michelle isn't like is like their goal line guy or something like that. They use everybody in every situation to keep people on to keep teams on their toes. So you never know who's going to step in when uh, in the backfield. If I had to go with a running back out of the backfield, I would go with Sony Michelle. Same. Also, depending on where you could draft him, um, I don't know what his average ADP is or what his ADP is right now, um, but. You know, you could be able to get good value there. Um, my X factor is who I actually said to Souza, Philip Dorsett. Uh, because I think hmm. someone on that wide receiving core, I don't think Josh Gordon is going to get reinstated personally. Yeah, I don't either. Um, so I think Probably someone on that wide receiving core is going to have to step up. I think it's a little bit too much to ask Nikhil Harry to do so. It takes a while for rookie wide receivers to kind of get used to the NFL um, and they said that he has a little bit of difficulty, um, kind of understanding plays from what I understand. Too stupid. Yeah, basically. Uh, but so I think this is Philip Dorsett's opportunity to really cement himself as a number two target for Tom Brady. Uh, he was, he was a important piece on the team last year. I mean, not in the sense that he had a lot of stats. You need some big catches for them at key points in time. Um, Will he be relevant enough for fantasy? Potentially. Uh, I think if he cements himself as a wide receiver too, you might be able to see him as a flex, in my opinion. Because here's the thing, is that the the targets that Gronk had, not even, I know Gronk was not good last year, but the targets alone that he had, they have to go somewhere else. And I don't think they're solely going to go, instead of throwing the ball to Gronk, they're going to switch over to running plays for all of that. You know what I'm saying? Someone's got to catch the ball. Exactly. So I think just by that regard alone, I think he, Philip Dorsett, has relatively good upside as a flex. Um, and I know for a fact you'll be able to get him late because who the fuck is going to draft Philip Dorsett? Nobody. Exactly. So I think the potential's there. Um Obviously, I'm not saying he's gonna he's gonna be like nasty, but I think there's a potential there because just because of volume, they they have to throw the ball somewhere else. Chris Hogan's gone. See ya. Uh, like I said, they have no one, nobody. Amendola at tight end. It's been gone. They have um, they have the <laughs> the corpse of Ben Watson, who they had to coax the at Ben Watson, the corpse of Ben. Watson. Oh, the corpse. I think it's a cork. No. Corks. Yeah. All right. So they had to coax him out of retirement, basically, to come play for them. And he has a four-game suspension at the beginning of the season for PEDs. So mm. the first four weeks, <laughs> I don't know who they're throwing the ball to besides Edelman, to be honest with you. So Patriots are uh, going to win the division again. This is no surprise. Yeah. I have them going 13-3. and um, I have them being the second seed to the Kansas City Chiefs. And we will get an AFC Championship rematch in Arrowhead again. I'm going 12-4. Okay. They're winning the division. Oh, yes. yeah, 100%. Yeah. I but, think a team that will rival them, that's not the Chiefs, are the Colts. Oh, I think meant in the division, sorry. No, no. Come I on. agree with that. Come Susan. on. I agree with that. Mark, holla Mac. Um, Mac, turn on the Mac. You can go. I want to talk about the Bills. Okay, I know. I know you're a big Bills guy. I'm a big Bills guy this year, too. Oh, my God. Last episode, I talked Bills a lot of... Bills you, dude. <laughs> Gay. <laughs> Ooh. So, last episode, I talked 
up Josh Allen. You know, I, I like him a lot. He's uh, he, ah, whoa, okay, sorry. Glenn just broke his leg. He lit up the ground with his legs last year. We're talking games of over 90 yards rushing, over 100 yards rushing. That happened. He had, I think, he had five rushing touchdowns. I explained this last episode. I like him a lot. But there's another name that I want to talk about, and that's it. Well, mainly a position. That's running back, because that is the running back. This is a running back episode, mm. and his name is Devin Singletary. Mm. What? <laughs> Devin Singletary. He's a rookie running back on the Bills. He was drafted in the third round from Florida Atlantic. And his competition is two of the oldest running backs in the game. One of which is a leg tackle away from titanium alloy legs. Shout the, out Lieutenant Dan. The other is a cool breeze away from complete fossilization. A Drew breeze. Which is Sean McCoy and Frank Goa. Whoa! What? Whoa! What? This guy. Hold yeah. on, hold on, hold yeah. on. Wait, 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 wait. You got the bag wait. up on Frank Yeah, Goa no, hold bit. on. Well, I'm not done talking about hold it. Hold on a second. <laughs> Guys, I don't think the Patriots are going to win the division anymore. Frank Gore's... Oh, fuck. He was in the Dolphins last year. He's going to pull some shit out of his ass. Well, maybe he'll end up on the Patriots next year. I hope he does. I love Frank Gore. But, yeah. Oh, my God. Then you'll become a fucking nope. Patriots But here's the thing. Nope. Here's the thing. That's Devin Singletary thing. received a ton of first-team reps in practice last week. Good for him. McCoy's 31 and injury-prone. We know that. Frank Gore is 36, and he's just looking to make as much money as he can before he goes into the real world where his feeble mind wouldn't be able to handle flipping burgers at Burger King. Wow. Yikes. Singletary has a, you said that. Singletary has a great chance of taking over the starting job, and with a running quarterback like Josh Allen, his chances for success will be great. And this kid, you know, you're not drafting him because you're not starting him right away. So he's late in the draft. He, he's, he's a late, late-round stash. Um, he's a good dynasty grab, you know. Not a dynasty startup, but if you're doing a rookie draft, like I am, I plan on getting Devin Singletary in the, in the later uh, first round. Um, I think he's got good potential. I am all in on Al in. Hold on. Oh, it's crashing on me. Uh-oh. Oh, boo. Boo. So, so you're off the Sam Darnold bandwagon. You're on Josh Allen. No, I, I like Sam Darnold all too. All in on Allen. Um, but I, I am, I am all in on Allen. Um, I think he can get it done with his legs. I think he's going to take big strides in his passing game this year. Um, I think the Bills are going to scare some people a little bit. I have them finishing second in the division at nine and seven. Um, I think they're going to be better than Miami. They're going to be better than the Jets. They're not going to be good enough to make the playoffs, but they're going to be that team that's in the hunt for like the last like five weeks. Yeah. And I think... They um, always seem to be anyway. And I think Josh Allen's a big part of it. I think he's going to raise a lot of eyebrows. And I think he's going to be a viable fantasy option each and every week at quarterback. Agreed. You got anything to say? No. Nothing good. Nothing good. No, I don't want to hear. Yourself. I don't want to hear. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> um, let's talk about. Do it. Let's talk about the Jets. The New, New York. York Football Jets. The only Jets, actually. No, Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. Much better team. Uh, yeah. Much cooler logo too. Yeah, but Jets got new jerseys this year. 
Actually, the New Jersey's aren't that bad. How new are we talking? I gotta look this up. Keep, keep, keep talking. But the thing is, it's gonna be the same old Jets. I have the Jets coming in last in the division. Really? Wow. Last. But really, I have them going seven and nine. I have the Dolphins ahead of them at eight and eight. Because so that's usually what the Dolphins are good for. Wow. Jets are gonna be seven and nine, uh, just because it ain't gonna click yet. Sam Darnold in year two will be better. They have Le'Veon Bell. The offense will be better. The defense is young. Defense is talented. I just don't think everything's going to click. New head coach, too. Todd Bowles isn't there anymore. Yeah, good riddance. Um, I just think they're a year or two from where they want to be. If I give Sam Darnold another year or two... Le'Veon Bell, another year to get accustomed in that offense, the defense to grow to. They could potentially be a wild card team, uh, the New York Jets. But I just think, don't think they make the stride this year. In fantasy, uh, Lev Bell uh, obviously has something to prove. He has to prove that he can get it done without the Pittsburgh system. He has to prove that he's still one of the best backs in the league. Um, the Jets have to prove that you know there's a reason they signed him, and that's because he's going to be a game changer. I'm not as high on Le'Veon Bell. Um, I mean, I have him as the eighth running back. But like I said, I think there are better options than him out there. I don't think he'll be as good as he was in Pittsburgh. I think James Conner is going to be better than him this year. Um, Sam Donald, though, I like a guy to improve, uh, much like Josh Allen. I don't think he's going to be as good as Josh Allen, but I think he's going to show that he actually can play in, the, in this league. Uh, but the Jets, nothing special. Watch out for their defense um, as a fantasy option. Uh, they got a good young team, a good secondary, and um, don't forget who they picked up. Big addition on defense, C.J. Mosley. Mm. I was gonna say Revis. Yeah, they're oh all Revis. God, enough with this guy. <laughs> they got Rex Ryan too. Yeah, he's looking feet in the fucking back. Dude, their jersey. Mark, look- Jan- Mark Sanchez re- uh, retired, by the way, and is. Uh, Oh. Pursuing a broadcasting career with ESPN. Well, can't wait to him. hear his valuable insight. The Jets look. The Jets jerseys actually look pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Fresh. So maybe Le'Veon Bell will do good. Uh, maybe or maybe not. Yeah, I, division. Uh, to me, the Jets are a very interesting team. Um, just because I feel I like Sam Darnold personally more than I like Josh Allen. Um, wow. That's just me. Boom. Uh, so and. Okay, just the fact that they added Lev Bell, I think, is so huge. Um, I think their wide receiving core is going to be a little bit better this year. They ditched Jermaine Curse. They let him go as a free agent. Bye-bye. 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 And they signed um, Jameson Crowder, who is not, obviously, like a huge name, but I think he's better than Jermaine Curse. Um, I think we can agree on that. Yeah. Okay. Um... Why? <laughs> I just want to see what that one was oh again. God, dude. But like I said, the oh, biggest man. thing I think for them will be uh, if their defense pans out, they can be one of those teams that can have a lot of possession. And if if Sam Darnold can make key throws, they can they might be able to win uh, more games than people think. I thought you said, I thought you said Keith Rose. Who the fuck is Keith Rose? <laughs> That's what I thought you said. <laughs> Listen, I think Darnold will be better in his second year. You know, Bell's, with Bell there, the team's going to be better. 
Um, I think Bill will be able to hold his own, even though, especially if Donald's able to keep this team on the field. What? I'm drafting Keith Rose, number one. <laughs> I'm going to draft his brother Corn Rose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Rose is R-O-S-E, Corn yeah, Rose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, one, one last name, man, that you the name. Robbie I know, Anderson. I know. I thought about him. He, I expect him to, to do very well. I'll, I'll take him as my RB, RB. Wide receiver, too. But I'll probably get him as my flex, which will make me feel even much better. Yeah. So Even much better. Even much better. Even much better. Potential name of the podcast episode. Not worser. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, that's all I know. Can't jokes. be worser than last week's. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Keith Rose. All right, who's talking about the goddamn Dolphins? That's Pete Rose's cousin. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All I have to say about the Dolphins is, other than that, I like their away jerseys. I got something to say about the Dolphins. Yes. Um, watch yes, out, Glenn. Go off. Watch <laughs> out for Kalen Balaj. Yes. Oh my God! He enough w- with this guy. He worked. Whoa, whoa. He worked with the ones for hours before Kenyon Drake came into the fold in practice. Uh, they're both great talents. I know you don't like Kenyon Drake. I believe in him. Sizzling hot take. Kenyon Drake sucks. <laughs> Is it that hot? Is it really that hot? Uh, he'll likely be used. They'll likely be used evenly. I think Drake will get the bulk of the passing work, while Bellage will get most of the carries. I say, pick whichever one falls to you. And whichever one makes you feel comfortable, because I think they're both fine depth pieces, but I really don't know how it's gonna how it's gonna work out between the two. I have Miami going eight and eight. I can't believe you think they're gonna do better than the Jets. I do. Why? Um, because they have Ryan Fitzmagic. You sure Josh Rosen's not starting? He's gonna have to win the starting job from Fitzmagic. Josh Rosen. They God. want Josh Rosen to start, obviously, because that's the guy they're gonna invest in the future. But I don't think Josh Rosen's better than Ryan Fitzmagic. Yeah, but we've seen Ryan Fitzmagic's M.O. He has like four God-tier games, and then he goes... What does he do? He goes... He goes... Oh, fuck. It crashed on me. God damn it. I'll do it. He goes... That's what he does. He poops his pants in the bed. That's what he does. Remember, I said Josh Rosen has a full diaper, so... It's going to be who can shit the so pants the least. So they'll be fucking boys then. That's that's what's going to happen. <laughs> shit packing boys. By the boys. way, I have the Jets finishing second in the yeah. division. Nice. Personally. The Jets finishing two? Yes. I have the Jets oh. finishing two, the Bills three, um, Miami four. Give me Pats, Bills, Jets, Dolphins. Just for the record. But back to the back to the Dolphins. I don't know, man. Here, Here's the thing that pisses me off about the Dolphins. Is right. that good? Regardless of how awful their team ever is, the Patriots always lose in Miami, so it doesn't mm. matter. It's hot That's now. why the Dolphins are gonna be third because they find a way to win these stupid ass games for no reason. That's why that's gonna be like yeah. half of their games. You got to figure Ryan Fitzmagic's gonna go off for four games, eight and eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you get a, a last play Kenyon Drake screen for the win. Maybe. Remember that? Well, it's gonna be. Do you remember that? Kalen Balaj now doing that. Yes, I remember that, Suza. Watch out for Kalen Bellage. Um We were going to preview the NFC East, but <laughs> we're running out of time. Okay. Sorry, sorry, Ian. Um, so maybe next time we'll preview the NFC East. Maybe. Uh, but next time we will... We will talk wide receivers. That's going to be fun. Running backs are nice. Wide receivers are fun. I enjoy talking wide receivers. I, uh... 
Let me hear it. Let's see it, Glenn. No, this app. This app. You're gonna play. This, this app's fucking broken. Okay. Dude. Anyway, uh, I like wide receivers more uh, personally than running backs. I feel like there's a lot more tossing the salad. Excuse me? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> All right, that's enough. Anyway, what, what I mean, what I'm trying to say. Is that there? I feel there's a lot more strategy going into starting wide receivers than running backs. One more rub, tossing your salad. Yeah, we le- we left you hanging there. I was letting you do that on your own, and you came up with one hell of an answer. <laughs> yeah. So we'll t- we'll toss your salad next week with wide receivers. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I think I'm done. So Glenn, whose salad would you like to toss the wide oh, receiver core? Man, that's personally, I'd like to toss some Bill Beckham Jr. salad. How about you, Susa? All I know is your parents can hear us through the floor. <laughs> yeah, they probably think we're talking about like romaine lettuce or They're something. They're probably tossing salad right oh now. Oh my god. Yeah, well the dogs are dropping bowling balls on the side of them. Full <laughs> <laughs> sir. This is so it was, it was actually a pretty good podcast. Uh, a lot of a lot of RB went in depth on the divisions too. Um, next week we'll be back. Like I said, submit us your questions. We're on Twitter at Stellar. Uh, actually, it's no, no. I changed the Twitter name. It's not Stellar Stellar oh, Two yeah, anymore. Yeah. It's uh. Oh, you changed it? Yeah. Well, be on the lookout for running back rankings. They'll be out there. Yep. Just like our quarterback rankings were. Top ten, not top twenty. It's at Stellar underscore Pod now. Oh. Mm. But you should already be following us, so it shouldn't be an issue. That's true. Yes, yeah, so you just search up Stellar. We'll be like the first. Well, result. for all those new people, Instagram is also Stellar Stellar Pod. Wow, look at that. We're kind of consistent now. Except you haven't started the Snapchat yet. Uh, yeah. About that. Yeah. That's, uh, um, that's all we got for today, folks. Just stop. Just let it go with the soundboard. I can't, dude. Yeah, you can. All right, fine. All right, yeah, that's it. You know, we were going for it. No, I was going for Boing. Oh my god. Kaylin Boing Lodge. There you go. Alright, guys. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. Bye bye.